right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Ringmasters Podcast. I am host Grant Lafave, and with me is Jameson Galloway here. J- Jameson Galloway, uh, and listen to Ringmasters. Uh, we are a pro wrestling, uh, WWE kind of centered podcast. We talk about news and sports entertainment. We'll go over Raw, SmackDown. If any pay per views are coming up, we'll talk about those. We just try to talk about all things wrestling. And if this is not your first time listening to Ringmasters, then welcome back. Uh, I was here for a previous. Uh, season, but now we're in a whole new season, whole new era uh, after the brand split. So uh, new era, yeah, new era, new era. It is the Kevin Owens era. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's start by the biggest new with the biggest news. Let's talk about what happened at the end of Monday Night Raw. Unbelievable. Yeah, isn't that awesome? I loved it. Yeah. I, I did not see it coming. No, I had no way saw it coming. I, uh, I first of all, I thought they're they're gonna uh, eliminate Big Cass first, which they did. Check. And I was like, they're going to eliminate Kevin Owens next and have Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns face off like they have been for the last six months because, you know, Raw's predictable like that. Mm-hmm. And what happens next? We see Triple H for the yeah. first time since April. Where's he been? Yeah, he was not drafted either. Like, no. we haven't seen, seen or heard anything from him on television. And then he just comes up, completely changes the direction that I thought the show was going to go. Because I'm used to, you know, the Shield guys all going for the title. It's Rollins, it's Reigns, or whoever. But really, really nice swerve. Then they swerved again they on swerved Rollins. Again. I thought, of course, well, now he's going to give the title to Seth Rollins. Because right. the authority's there. You know, he's always given the title to Rollins. And hands the title to Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, man. Isn't that great? Like, Oh, it's so great. I know that Owens is supposed to be a heel, and he just straight up got it handed to him, but weren't you just happy for him? Oh, like, of course. <laughs> the whole crowd chanted, you deserve it. it. Isn't it awesome that the title was literally handed to him, and he still got the you deserve it chant, which is was, was surprising to me, but he does deserve it. Yeah, I mean, that's like his character on the show always complains about, oh, I have to fight for everything. I've had to fight past everybody. Just gets it handed to him. It's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but wh- where has Triple H been? What, what made him... What what was the decision for him to get into the storyline right now? Uh, I'm I'm gonna make a prediction and say this was not the original plan when they took Triple H off television. This was because you know the um, wellness policy stuff with Reigns, um, the the brand split. I don't think this is, this was the original plan, and with Finn Balor recently too. Um, oh, how unfortunate was that? Dude? Dude, I was so bummed out. I had no idea uh, during the match. I thought he was just selling. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that either. Yeah, but. Boy, is that sad. Like, and did you notice that Stephanie mentioned like several times during Raw that this is the first, it's going to be the first ever Universal Champion? Like, this yeah. match was the winner is going to be the first ever Universal Champion. Like, uh, Finn Balor didn't just win it. And then she said it again how this is the first ever Universal Championship match. She mentioned it twice. Yeah. Like, well, are they just erasing that from the history books? Or, or was that just Stephanie being Stephanie? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Like, didn't she mention it with the, in the Paul Heyman promo, I thought? Yeah. Or yeah. something. And it's like, that's, that's also not something you'd want to erase. Finn Balor, the guy who right. everybody loves, and even casual fans, nobody knows him from NXT. The dude's got talent. He oh, can yeah. go. He can go. And, uh, like, wouldn't you want to make that a part of your storyline now? Like, it, it's, it's, I think she just got. Sometimes Stephanie confused, says things that are just like, is she meaning to say this, or is she just trying to work the, the fans? Or, or I don't understand, but. You brought up the uh, Paul Heyman promo. I'm sure we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What an, what an interesting segment, <laughs> I will say. But, uh, yeah, that, that main event was – I think we got lucky. Our first podcast here, it might have been the best Raw that I've seen in a long time. 
Yeah, like the past two weeks, I was like, I really want to do this podcast, but man, this was a terrible show. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. It hadn't been great, but man, last Monday was a uh, top-of-the-line show. It was quality. I mean, even the stuff I don't normally like, I didn't mind it because at least the whole show was moving. Like, it was moving towards something. So, and it started off, um, let's take it from the top, the okay. opening segment. Uh, it's Big Cass, Rollins, Reigns, and Kevin Owens all on stools talking with Corey Graves. Um, Great Ke- job by Corey, by the way. Oh, that was yeah. His, that was his biggest moment he's had on Raw and did a good job. Corey Graves has more talent than anyone else combined on that commentary booth on Raw or SmackDown. I just, he understands how to be a commentator. And he and understands. And be a heel commentator. Something right. that I feel like JBL uh, has not exactly been able to do. You never, like, he's supposed to be a heel commentator, but, like, every once in a while he's rooting for the face and that. I, I don't know. I like JB a lot, but sometimes I, I have no idea if he's a healer or a face. Sometimes he's just yelling. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just yells stuff, and it's like, what are you even talking about? Like, what am, what am I, like, what are you trying to get the audience to think as a result of what you're saying? Like, Nobody knows. You get paid to talk on television. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, um, opening segment, really good. Kevin Owens was obviously the most over. He was being a disingenuous jerk the whole time, which is great. Um, Nobody still doesn't like Roman Reigns. Right. And Roman Reigns just like, okay, first of all, even if this is your first Raw, which if you listen to this, it probably isn't, but if this is your first Raw, you, you see him turn around and smack a guy who had nothing to do with the whole argument he just had. Like, doesn't that dude seem like a jerk? Doesn't he just come off that right. way? This is the character, not the performer, of course, but right. like, yeah. It's and just, you, you are uh, a Roman Reigns guy, right? You, if I, correctly, you, you do... You don't mind Roman Reigns uh, as much as other people. Okay, this, this is going to take a little while to explain. Um, okay. So I don't mind Roman Reigns. I think he's a very good athlete. He's very good in the ring. He sells better than people give him credit for. Uh, but I I mark out to the point where it's like when he gets taken to church by Triple H at the end of Raw, I throw my hands in the air a little bit. Like I, I like him, but I, I don't like the idea of his character. I think I'm with a lot of people on that because – I, I, he can wrestle. He's very, very good. He had some of the best matches of the year with AJ Styles. But I just True. am not on the, hey, let's make Roman this the universal champion train I, with okay. a lot of other people. So I, I think I'm on the boat with, with some people is for so long he was getting pushed so hard and we all knew it. Like mm-hmm. We knew that the headquarters wanted Roman Reigns as the guy and it's just... It got too predictable, and, and and the fans didn't like it, and I, that's that's where I came from. But he is a good performer. He's a really good performer, mm-hmm. and uh, he's slowly starting to gain more respect with uh, the universe. But um, he's a good performer. Mm-hmm. It's just the situation, really. Mm-hmm. Like the um, this whole situation where he just feels like a corporate mandate. Like he feels exactly. like a wrestler a committed. I mean, not created by this committee. Uh, like he doesn't feel original and organic, sort of like Ambrose does. Or sort of like Owens does, where he's just this anomaly. He feels very homogenized in a strange way. So um, I just, I think he really needs to turn heel because I think he'd be natural at it. Thank you. That's, he'd be I, great. I would love that. Yeah. I would love for him to turn heel. And they're set up for it almost perfectly right now. They've been set up perfectly yeah. for like the last three months <laughs> yeah. for him to turn heel, and they won't do it. <sighs> it's it's frustrating, but I'm glad they recognized that the fans don't want it and that they actually have to listen to the fans. So I appreciate the direction that they took with this. Um, but anyway, that'll be the end of the show. We already talked about that. Really great match that led to. Uh, so coming up next on Raw, we have the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. That's great. <laughs> Jericho's great, dude. Everything he's been doing, I love. 
Yeah, I mean, like he was. I'm on the Jericho chart. Like I, I originally thought I was like, oh, he's a little older. I don't, I don't really like him as a face when he came back um, earlier in this run. But man, is he great! Like he, him, anyone harassing Tom Phillips when he's trying to interview him is just Phil, comedy gold. Phil, Jake, Ron, <laughs> that, that's great. Those are some good segments with Tom Phillips there. But that was a good match. I did like uh, uh, Jericho versus Neville, and I'll admit I just am not into anything that Neville has done. Uh, I don't know what it is about him. I know he's gotten injured and he's uh, had some setbacks, but just not into Neville. But I'll, I'll, he had a great match with Jericho. He mm-hmm. his uh, um, flying moonsault, springboard's moonsault onto the floor to Jericho was pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, not 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 big on Neville. Yeah, now see, I, I've been watching NXT for a little while, and I like Neville. His character was a lot more nuanced in NXT. He was sort of, you know, he was this heel, but he wasn't evil, but it was this, all this different stuff that they did with him. But they really just are like, okay, you can do backflips, you'll be fine. We don't need to give you a story. Like, no, they need to give him some context. Yes, exactly. And I, I think... He's got I, the moveset. Oh, yeah, no, he's sure. got ability to spare. And um, props for Jericho to actually going for actually going with him and putting him in the Lion Tamer. With a knee on the back yes, of the neck. The Lion Tamer, which isn't the walls of Jericho. They, they have no. been separate moves, but pretty similar. They're pretty much putting them together now. But it used to be that Jericho and the Lion Tamer was a totally different move than the walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he started doing the walls of Jericho, and I didn't see him do the Lion Tamer for a long, long time. But now they're back to it, and I couldn't be happier because that looks like it actually very, very hurt, oh, yeah. much hurts. So, <laughs> But all right, so um, next up we have a squash. Nia Jax murders some poor young woman. Um, I love the squash, man. They're, they're so much fun, they're honestly. Fun. <laughs> Her and Braun Strowman. But one time, I, I, I would, it's never going to happen, but I would just love to see one of the squashers win the match. One of the these local talents just like an upset. I would, wouldn't that be great? And, just roll them up or something. <laughs> yeah, just roll them up and get the win. <laughs> I think that happened to, you know, Razor Ramon back in the day, but uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. But the squash matches are sweet. I do like that. Yeah, I like the little stories that go along with each of them. Like the one um, that uh, the Americo, he was scared speechless yeah. uh, before he had to face Braun Strowman. And Strowman and, takes off his mask. The yeah, ultimate sign disrespect. of disrespect. <sighs> but hey, um, I'm happy with keep with if, if they keep doing these because they're really entertaining. They're like an intermission because they happen partway into the show, so it's a really really fun break. But also, I'd be happy if they gave Nia Jax and Braun Strowman some stories. I exactly. think Nia Jax is very very talented. Braun Strowman's getting there, so I'd like to see more of them next week, definitely. Exactly, and before we go on, like they did the same thing with Ryback. Ryback was squashing oh, people, yeah. and you, Ryback didn't really ever go anywhere. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen with uh, either of these two, and I think Braun Strowman can go a long way as long as Jax. Um, they got they got a lot of talent, and Strowman's character is great. He's everything about him. I I think him separating from uh, the Wyatt family is beneficial for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like I think that it's Gregor Clegane, like the mountain from Game of Thrones. Every time I look at him, because he looks so much like that actor, but I was just like, yeah, you're dead. Like he's just gonna come out there and just destroy people so yeah no he can definitely go a long way Nia Jax can definitely go she's had some great matches uh with Bailey and Asuka down in NXT so um definitely love to see more of them coming up so uh next up we have a backstage segment um do you want to explain what this was it it was really weird I, I feel like Dana Brooke whenever Dana Brooke's on the screen she just doesn't exactly know what's going on she she's now the the club's nurse as they're still going along with the club being these quote-unquote doctors. But they're retirement specialists now. They're retirement specialists, you're right. <laughs> and 
I, yeah, I do love the club, but the, yeah. the, them going along with this uh, gimmick is, is a little strange. But, uh, yeah, the segment was just kind of all over the place. Um, I, I, I didn't really enjoy it, but I don't know. It's some, I think it's got something to do with Dana Brooke. Yeah, I don't really know uh, about Dana Brooke. I mean, I, I sort of want to like her, um, She was, but she's just been exposed too early, I think. They should have kept her down in NXT for a little while. Because um, some people, you can take them up to the main roster and they can thrive. Like Bailey in the next segment and then in the next match, she looked and sounded and moved like a superstar. She's great. But, yeah. And she's also had a lot of experience, a uh, very, very talented performer. But it just doesn't quite click all the time. But I did love the New Day and Bailey segment, though. I, yeah, that that, I love that. that Everybody's was hyped up. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good segment. Yeah, and honestly, like I'm sort of uh, been down on the new day a little bit lately. I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, they're starting to lose a little. I think I feel like a month ago or so they were probably the lowest they'd been since they'd been tag team champions. But uh, I mean, if if anybody's champion for over a year and you're in the spotlight and you do the same thing for that long, eventually it's going to get old. So I mean, they can't do it forever. Um, and I feel like we're starting to we're close to the end. I think we've we're we're on the downfall a little bit of the new day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sort of realized it um, like when uh, they had Edge and Christian come back and do a segment with them yeah. uh, during one of the pay-per-views, and I was just kind of like, oh, man, this isn't really like... I mean, because I sort of like them as heels better, how they deliberately troll the audience, and now they just kind of... They don't really have a lot of those witty jokes or do the, any of the weird, quirky things as much, except with the cereal. Um, right. So, which is funny, but it's like... Uh, I, I love the cereal. Yeah. I thought the New Day were completely over until I was here at a gas station in Mount Pleasant, and a guy's, a guy's wearing a uh, Bootios t-shirt, and I'm like, wow, in Mount Pleasant. And uh, he's, at the, he's at the station next to me, and I go, Bootios, they make sure you ain't booty. <laughs> and he looks at me like I'm just a crazy man. I'm like, okay, well, I guess they're not as over as I thought. You're wearing the shirt. You should know the slogan. Right. And <laughs> like, you should at least acknowledge it. And, it, and if you're going to wear that shirt, even if you don't know what it is, why wouldn't you know it? Like, would you just wear a shirt like that if you didn't know what it was? No, nobody would. <laughs> <laughs> That's absurd. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I think Bailey was what they needed, especially tonight. They had a good match I liked. Um, usually the mixed tags can... Uh, be you know all right so so but I like this one a lot it made good use of everyone um, uh, good I like Anderson and Gallows um, I like the only part of the the whole their gimmick that I liked uh, Monday night was that Dana was in the nurse costume and they were just in their gear like they weren't <laughs> yeah. even participating in their gimmick it was great but how do you feel about mixed tag matches uh, I like the idea of them the progressive but they won't allow the intergender violence no. nearly as much so I there's I no feel like they're I, I, they're a little i don't know they're there's something about them that just doesn't do it for me well there's know? no tension exactly like, there's no yeah. hot tag exactly you know because it's like oh um now dana brooks in regardless of what kofi kingston's doing he's now out he doesn't have to tag bailey no, she just, just runs in out, yeah. yeah like there's there's something lost there but if they can figure out a more a quicker more fast-paced way to do it then i'd be down for it 100 percent so yeah, but all right. Anyway, so coming up next is uh, Sami Zayn uh, versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, in a Filler th- match. Yeah, in uh, a three-minute match in the middle of Raw. Uh, Sami's still selling his injured ankle, which he did a very, very good job of. He's a great wrestler. Um, solid. Uh, I'm really just disappointed that he and Owens ran away with it at Battleground, and Owens is champion, and he's in the middle of the show doing a three-minute match. With Jinder Mahal. With, yeah, who was brought back. With zero plan, no, nothing. Why are, why are these guys getting brought back to do nothing? Are they just there to work with people? I'm guessing, or just to have a good match and then lose? 
jobbers. I mean, it, like they're bringing back Kurt Hawkins. Is he going to do anything or just? Well, he's apparently to... Chuck Norris now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love the quotes they put up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he uh, that was a that was a filler match. Yeah, well, like they have three hours of television to fill. I think that was the entire plan with bringing him back. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, coming up next uh, is a pair up I always love. It's Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, they're match two of their best of seven series. Uh, I like these um, more than I think I probably should as a fan because it's wrestling for the sake of wrestling. But these two are both really good. Uh, and there was some great uh, psychology in this one with um, that really dangerous-looking bump uh, onto the post. Oh, yeah, that, that was that was a dangerous-looking bump. Yeah. Was, he looked like he could have uh, seriously got injured. That was a good move. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Uh, they're both – Sheamus and Cesaro are both great performers. They can both wrestle, obviously. But them together doesn't do it for me. You I don't, don't you know. No, I just I, – those matches kind of just – drag along. I kind of feel like I've seen this a lot, which we're going to see it a lot more times. How great would it be if just Seamus, Seamus just swept him? Yeah. Just went 4-0, which is not going to happen, but... It'd be such a Cesaro <laughs> thing. Like, hey, let's take this guy who's literally a Superman and just bury him yeah. under Seamus. Seamus just goes 4-0, but this is going to go 7, right? There's no other way it doesn't go 7. Yeah, I mean, I at least appreciate that they gave Cesaro... Um, some like a little bit of character tension like oh my gosh i'm two matches down forget the That's fact true. that cesaro beat him two weeks in a row on raw apparently those don't count yeah, those matches just yeah don't count. and all of the other times he just marked him but you know whatever we're doing two of seven with him but you know what if it's a best of seven series and there were two guys in it who you're not doing anything with i'd rather see these two than like Junior Mahal and Curtis Axel or That's something. That's true. So. That is true. I like Curtis Axel. But. <laughs> not in 2016. I'm no, not a huge fan. <laughs> These guys are definitely better. But uh, I hope they do, after this seven-game series, seven-match series, they can do something with these guys. They, yeah. uh, Especially Cesaro. I mean, I, he can definitely – he deserves a push, I believe, but hasn't really ever gotten one. Unfortunately, for some reason that I will never Who understand. Who knows? But, all right, anyway, we have um, – I don't even want to talk about what happened. Uh, we have Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil. Oh my God, I didn't care about anything. No, no, this the Titus O'Neil Darren Young. It, it should have been should have been a good feud. I mean, these guys have been the primetime players for a while, but again, they they just uh, they don't really do anything for anyone. Titus O'Neil has had a rough couple of weeks. I feel yeah, like. on Mike Ever and since in the that ring. Suspension, man. Yeah, this. <laughs> The, the first 90-day suspension for grabbing Vince McMahon on the arm, <laughs> playfully. 90 days, then reduced to 60, and ever since then he's been a little off. But we talked about his promo last week a little bit. Just rough. Boy, man. Just rough. But, uh, yeah, they don't – I do like Bob Backlund. I always feel like he's going to have a heart attack at any time. Like, I'm not sure if – Don't say if that. Gonna, I know that's bad to say, but he just, like, I'm scared if he's going to make it out alive every week. But – who knows? I mean, he he's uh, obviously knows what he's doing out there. Yeah, I just want to see him put uh, Titus in the crossface chicken wing and the feud. Like <laughs> to that's, end it all. Yeah, that's it. Just a 30-second um, pre-match little thing that they do. He just puts him in the chicken wing, ends the feud, and they both go on to do other things for a while because I, I am – Who knows what? I am so not feeling those two right now. Just yeah, nothing going on between them. Like, they both cheat, and they're both terrible kind of heels. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's a cluster. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, coming up, we have a weirdly confrontational promo. Very weird. Um, okay, so this is all stems from Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam uh, picking up F5ing Shane McMahon. Uh, and this is the confrontation between Heyman and Stephanie McMahon. Um, I, I don't really know what the game plan was here. I mean, Heyman's a great actor, but uh, like, like, what do you think the purpose of this was? 
I really don't know. I was very confused at the end of this. I went back and rewatched it and was more confused. Stephanie is standing up for Shane, who not that long ago they did not really get along and were supposed to be competing. Brock Lesnar F5s Shane, and she's just up in arms. Like, this is the, the worst thing that could ever happen. Uh, but then Paul Heyman gives her the money in a heelish way. She doesn't like that, so she's totally playing face. And then all of a sudden she's like, all right, I forgive you, and then walks out. Like, I don't know if she's swerving all of us or I, I really I, – it was a very confusing segment. Yeah. Well, as long as Stephanie McMahon looks good, I think the segment achieves. She always total. does. Yeah, we got to give that. We got to put her always, over. We got to put her over. She always looks good. Doesn't matter, you know. Like, I just don't like that they had her call Paul Heyman ugly and just try to insult his career because he's a very, very accomplished man. Oh, yeah. he's the best talker they have. Yeah, most talented personality on the microphone. Just smartest, you know, one of the smartest guys in the business. Oh too. yeah. Like, huge, long history in wrestling. You know, a lot of people, you know, ECW and WWE and manage, most recently managing Brock Lesnar. Like, he can sell anything. But you've just got to put him in there in this weirdly sort of passive-aggressive uh, talking segment with Stephanie McMahon. And I don't really know. This this feels like a rough draft of something. You know what I mean? It feels like they didn't yeah. finish it. I always feel that way, though. I've always feel Stephanie, and when she was doing the picture thing with Shane, mm-hmm. you know, the, the portrait... I always feel like, okay, they're setting up something that's going to be coming down the road for, like, the next month. And I don't know. It never it seems to happen. I don't know. This, she's, she's smarter than we are, so, I mean, I'm sure it's going to end up being something, but who knows. I say Brock and Shane at SummerSlam, but who knows? <laughs> I, I fear for Shane. Yeah. Real-life Shane McMahon. I do, too. I'm sorry. Uh, After what he did to Randy, yes. I, I fear for yeah, that was, uh, for him. But. That was not the way to end SummerSlam. As, no. as shocking as that would have been, as it was... And I was just, I just felt bad for Orton. Like, you come back from how, how many months off and just immediately get legit elbowed by Lesnar. That was, I, I don't, do you think that is how the match was really supposed to end? With him just laying in a pool of blood? Apparently it was, because Jericho and Lesnar almost got into a fight backstage about it. Really? Uh, yeah, Jericho got Some in Lesnar's face. backstage dirt, let's hear it, Greg. Yeah, all right, so, the dirt, uh, here it is. So, they almost got into a backstage tussle, because Jericho, apparently, this is all hearsay, of course, but was walking around. Um, hey, he's like, hey, was this the plan for the match? Or did Lesnar just bust him open? Because he didn't know what was going on. And he got in Lesnar's face. Uh, and Lesnar apparently shoved him or something. The two ended up tangled up against a wall. And then Vince and H had to break it up. And Vince told him it was just a work. And then Orton told him, hey, it was just a work. Keep it under control. So uh, apparently he got some props for standing up to Lesnar. But wow. uh, well, I don't think that'd end well for Jericho. But yeah, I'll give him props. But for props it. for bravery or really stupidity. But you know, he's <laughs> uh, lucky he didn't end up in a pool of blood after that. For but. real, I mean, he beat Goldberg backstage. But Brock Lesnar's a different story. So <laughs> he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, big big dude. But and we got to make him look strong for when he comes back in nine months. So <laughs> speaking of Goldberg, real quick. Oh, Rumors are flying. Yeah, Goldberg himself has been talking a lot about going back to WWE. He wants it. He said he's in good shape. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Goldberg was my all-time favorite wrestler when I was a kid. I would love to see Goldberg. I don't know what kind of wrestler he'd be today, but, oh, man, I would pop so hard if his music would hit. That be would great. be that would be awesome. Like I, I'm not sure what uh, what he'd do or in what capacity we'd see him, but uh, I really hope those talks turn out to be pretty fruitful because I think he'd definitely contribute well to whichever brand he was on. So, totally yeah, agree. I'd love to see him. But all right, so now to the good part: Fatal Four Way. Really good match. Great match. Great really, match. really great work from everybody. 
Um, as you said, KO eliminated Cass, but they managed to protect him. Cass looked good. You know, he's obviously going to be a bigger star down the road, but it was too early. Um, and then Triple H showed up, swerved everyone, hands it to Kevin Owens. Everyone goes home happy. Yeah, the, the, everybody did go home happy. And still, again, I just, I wish, got, we got swerved twice. How often in the day and age of social media and stuff do we actually get surprised as wrestling fans? Like a legitimate surprise yeah, that legitimate we didn't see coming. Never, it never happens anymore. No. And uh, we got surprised twice in a matter of about two minutes. But uh, Triple H throws himself into another storyline, which he loves to do. But uh, I think it's going to be good. I was I was happy to see him. It's been it's been long enough. He's he's good TV. He, he makes the show better for sure. I never thought I'd be excited to see him in 2016. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, no, he's done some good work um, in the ring. His uh, his match with Daniel Bryan uh, WrestleMania 30 to uh, the start of the show was still really good. Uh, I loved his Ambrose match at Roadblock. Um, yeah, Triple H can still work. Yeah. He, some of his best stuff has been in his later years, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he, he he could always wrestle. Uh, my favorite wrestling name ever is Terrorizing. Which he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he wanted two names, right? When you see the, the Terrorizing signs and on Raw, oh, those are great. But, uh, yeah, Triple H, can he can work. He can go. He'll have another match. I don't know who against, but I'm sure WrestleMania comes around. He'll be fighting someone. Um, I'm pr- I predict, well, I predict uh, Rollins. And Seth Rollins, Rollins Triple H. Rollins needs good. to crush him too. He needs something. So they need to. Put, Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like I, I just figured, you know, they have the most history together between anyone else in that Fatal Four Way, uh, or almost anyone else on the active roster at this point. Uh, ro- huge history. There's some foreshadowing with H not wanting to get involved in Rollins and Stephanie kind of shutting him out uh, after the brand extension. But uh, you know, I think they definitely could put together a good program, especially now that he just lost him the title you know? oh yeah yeah I mean, that's that, that's something uh where do you think they're gonna go from here where where does who does kevin owens take on next for the title where does rollins and reigns go in the next few weeks before the clash of champions not yes. the night of champions the anymore. clash of champions after sounds like backlash, a game or something yeah yeah um i predict or at least I don't know if this is what's going to happen, but what I'm hoping, uh, and they've been granting my wishes lately, so uh, what I'm hoping for them to do is turn Reigns heel, Rollins face, because he needs to be a face because everybody loves him too much, and as much as he wants you to hate him, you just can't. Uh, and I hope, and Owens is has enough problems with enough people, like he's just the most confrontational dude, so he could get into any number of feuds with almost anybody. So he's got like between four and eight going right now, so... <laughs> Uh, so I'm I'm really excited. It's an actually unpredictable situation. Too, it is. So, it is. I don't. Are they gonna bring Zane or I? They're gonna bring. Uh, you know who who who's Owens gonna take on? I'm excited to see that. I they did they did end Zane Owens too short. You said that earlier, and I, I feel like it didn't really get its ending. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, I'm I'm actually happy with what they did, uh, both in storyline. I mean, a- especially after the fact. Well, not really with Zayn, but it made sense for them to do. Okay, this is our big blow off match, and they knocked it. They just tore the roof off the building with that uh-huh. match, which just, they usually do. Oh yeah, no, those two are great in the ring, but they're even better together because they've known each other for so long, and they both know each other's style so well, uh, and they're both really really good. But uh, I think they should save. Uh, Sami Zayn for a bit down the road after Owens has been champion for a while and really pull off a shocker. So I actually thought they should have gotten drafted to different brands too because if it was the end of their feud they should have gone to different places and then met back up later. And how about now you look back, Kevin Owens is now a champion he got drafted pretty late Mm -hmm. I mean Zayn was drafted way before him a lot of people were drafted way before him and now KO's champ Mm -hmm. That's, that's interesting 
interesting. Yeah, it's crazy how all the shakeups have turned out. You know what I mean? Like, as I mean, I'm really like as exciting as it is. It's like I remember at the same time. Unfortunately, we won't get to see Finn Balor for a while. But you know, I hope he recovers quickly, makes a good return, stays healthy, and he's gonna make a heck of an entrance when he does because he has the best entrances. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. The, the, see, I was. I'm not. I'm. I don't watch a whole lot of NXT. I should watch more, but. Man, that entrance now, it's just, I love it. It's so different. It's such a big league entrance. It is. Should we we get into SmackDown? Let's let's do it. Uh, All right. SmackDown, we kick off with a Miz promo. Uh, How great is this Miz-Daniel Bryan feud, which looks like a shoot when they're on Talking Smack last week. mm -hmm. Like, he was, uh... Miz was pissed that he called him a coward, that Daniel Bryan called him a coward. And I think Daniel Bryan was being pretty honest. He, Miz does, I mean, he's a soft wrestler. He doesn't really hit people, and he doesn't like to be hit. And the Miz did not take kindly to that at all. No, I, I as much as I love Daniel Bryan, I can't help but respect the Miz for just burying him alive on Talking Smack uh, because he is one of the best promo guys they have. And he's a better worker than people give him credit for. But he has like he has this character of being a coward, so he sort of wrestles that way. So it's like his style isn't nearly as good as Brian's. But I like that their rivalry is now leading to other things in the show. Like it's a really cool continuity that they're doing. It definitely uh, it gave it gave Miz some more heat, which he needs. And uh, mm-hmm. so if, if that was all planned, it worked for sure. Definitely, if you give the champion more attention and more of a reason for people to boo him, and there's no better reason than getting in the face of Daniel Bryan to get people to boo you. So, no, that good point. That was a great call on their part. And uh, then he gets confronted by Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler comes out. Who's just mad at the world. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Dolph Ziggler, the character, not the this is the character, is the most impossible to like character because he loses everything, and then he complains about how great he is, and then he tells people they need to prove it to him. And I didn't really disrespect The Miz for leaving because he's like, I'm the champion. I don't right. really need to. Like, it made total sense to me. And Ziggler just rips his shirt off and is like, let's go right now. Yeah, I do like what Ziggler's been doing the last few weeks. But before that, when before the brand split, he just wasn't going anywhere. He, I mean, and I don't know if that's his fault exactly, but he just, you know, he's not getting pushed. And he doesn't, he hasn't really, he's been the same guy for the last, what, five to six years? Yeah. Like, just uh, after WWE, after the concussions, and after they kept yeah. him out of the main event scene, they really just haven't done anything for him. But he is a great worker. He does. He can he drag does. a good match out of almost anybody. So a I, lot of concussions. A lot yeah. of concussions, which is not good. Really, really unfortunate. And I just I think they're going to have a really good match, uh, those two, because The Miz can definitely bring the character work, and Ziggler can definitely bring the ring work. So they have a good, good chemistry there, and I'd probably be rooting for The Miz. Um, yeah. For, you know. The more Miz we see, the more Maurice we see, which is, which is a good thing. <laughs> I love that uh, their relationship on screen. Yeah, like, I know. She helps him out, and he's too dumb to know it. So he's like, but he's still a heel. So I love their dynamic. So. She's, she's, it's good to have her back on TV. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, she, we haven't seen her in a couple years. No. So it's good to have her back. All right. And out next, uh, tag team tournament first round, uh, Hype Bros versus Vaude Villains. Um, I actually really dug this. Really? I was really okay. into this match. Okay. Uh, really, I thought it was just solid work. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Va- they both looked aggressive. They both had a reason to have a match. It wasn't just a SmackDown tag team for the sake of a SmackDown tag team. I, I just thought it was good work all the way around, and it didn't go on for 
long enough to make me get bored. So I was right. just like, you know what, I'm okay with this. Which that's the uh, intention I had going into the match is how is this is this match going to be a boring match or is this going to be quick? But I, I'm glad I'm glad to uh, the hype bros going over is good. Devon villains, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but they they got the the quick push uh, when um, Enzo got hurt, and then since then they're probably going to get buried, but. Because the new day is going to be the champions for however long. The next I, three years. They years. they honestly need some. I don't mean to take away from our, where we're going right now, but like they honestly need some good rivals because they've never really had, at least the face version of the new days, never really had anyone to counter them. Anderson no. and Gallows tried, but Vince McMahon's writing and twelve year old humor held them back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anytime or anytime Zack Ryder goes over though, it's a good thing. Oh yeah, no, I love that. I love how over he is. It's so yeah. it's so wonderful. And he's a good work. He's gotten better, too. So, definitely. All right. Coming up next, uh, AJ Styles' promo, and which led to a match with Apollo Crews after Apollo interrupted him. Uh, Styles went over, which is the right decision. Of course, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't going to lose to Crews there. No. But, hey, solid work from both guys. Yeah, I'm glad Cruz, they... Cruz is a good wrestler. I like Cruz. He's, he's slowly getting more comfortable with speaking. I feel like at first he couldn't really talk on the mic, but... Uh... It'll take time for him, but he'll be there. He's 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 got it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was happy to see him out there, and uh, I definitely think he has the tools, especially physically. So, just um, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of him. Uh, coming up next is probably my least favorite segment of either Raw or SmackDown. It was when they're at Heath Slater's house. I thought that was so dumb. It as was... much I love Rhino and Slater, they're so great. Slater's that... awesome right now. Yeah. I'm... I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Slater Mark at the moment. He everything he's doing is great. I love the whoever's idea it was for him to be the hottest free agent. That's a great, that's a great gimmick. But that was a strange, very strange segment. Why is Renee Young in a trailer with Heath Slater, Rhino, and Heath Slater's supposed and, and, and wife? Some actor yes. actress pretending to be his wife. That was different. I thought it was pretty funny. I I, I think it went on longer than it needed to. But uh, yes, yeah, Heath Slater's hilarious. But yeah, that was a. It was a weird segment. Yeah, I mean, he did what he could uh, with that because Heath Slater can turn anything into gold at this point yeah. because just nothing slows him down. And he's one of the most over people. Like, he yeah. got a great reaction later on in a tag team match. We'll talk about yeah. that later. But I just is like, even you cannot kill Heath Slater's momentum even with this segment. So, so yeah, I'm glad to see that um, they're giving them a direction right now. So that's good. And we have another promo after that. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, and Orton, they're setting up a match for Backlash, um, and then he disappeared when Orton was about to confront him. Uh, he delivered a sermon, quote unquote, to. Orton. And then where did he go? They they just like went off the air. The, I thought like at least Randy would kind of be like looking at like, okay, what just happened? And then they just like showed a promo for the next match, like nothing just happened. Like I, I don't know why they do that sometimes on TV with Raw and SmackDown, but. Bray Wyatt's, you know, face hits, music hits real quick, the lights go out, and then they're like, all right, well, we're on to the next match. It's like, what just happened? Where'd he go? Or what's Randy at now? Like, (laughs) Randy's still standing in the ring. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you want a fan theory, I think that Bray Wyatt's superpower is he has editorial power over the show. Like, he can just talk with the production team and get him to do anything he wants. That's a great kayfabe thought there. That is his supernatural ability. It's not, you know needlessly uselessly kidnapping Kane and Taker and taking their powers it's 
whoever is editing this backstage, whoever the line guy or the production guy is, he just is in with them so that they can just give him whatever he wants out there. That so is a great that's answer. A super, that's my only justification for this. That's so. a great answer, and <laughs> we're going to run with that. That's Let's go with that, it. That's what's happening. Let's go with it. It's official now, so uh, get that one on television. All right, so coming up next, we have a women's tag team match. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Natalia. Uh, over Becky Lynch and Naomi after Carmella got involved because Nikki Bella recently returned, was on commentary at the announce table, and got obliterated by Carmella. Yeah, so. she's not a, the last two weeks, Carmella has just been destroying Nikki Bella. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I really like Carmella's character. I think her her gimmick, her like, you know, the Jersey girl, she looks great. I, I think Carmella could be a star soon. I like that she's feuding with Nikki Bella. I think those two um, could have some good matches and or a good feud. Mm-hmm. They could definitely put something good together. And like Carmella in NXT, she was a face. Uh, she used to be uh, like with Enzo and Cass. Uh, that doesn't she, surprise me. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And she was with them, and then she was on her own, and nobody really knew what to make of it because she's a face, but she has this very uh, indulgent gimmick with this very like she sort of works better as a heel because it's more showy. But I, I feel like she definitely is in the right place. I'm glad to see that they're doing something with her and not just kind of just forgetting about her backstage. So really happy to see her on television. I think Nikki Bella has enough experience to put on a good match with her. So what'd you think of the uh, actual uh, in-ring action? For this tag team match? Yeah. It was solid. I mean, Alexa Bliss, I think, has talent. Still really young. Um, Naomi, great worker. The, the flashy new stuff she's got is is different. I think it works for her. But uh, the in ring ring work was good. Um, Becky can go. Mm-hmm. Becky's great. Um, it was a good tag team match. Mm-hmm. It was a good women's tag team match. They don't have a lot of. I, I don't feel like they have as as many women's tag team matches as they could. But um, it was a fine match. It's all right. Yeah, I thought it was just a nice fun thing that they were doing. They actually advanced some storylines with it, so I'm glad that it's not the, you know, Stephanie McMahon suddenly discovers women's wrestling and puts them all in these segregated teams. (laughs) Team bad. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, I'm glad that we are where we are right now, but I wish we had gotten to it a little sooner. Yeah, that's true. But hey, this is definitely, uh, definitely an improvement. So... I don't know what this says about me, but this is almost my favorite match of the night coming up. It headbangers? Was, yeah, he, Headbangers versus Heat Slater and Rhino. I loved this. I love that the Headbangers come back after 16 years and they immediately bust open both yeah. dudes that they're fighting. The, the first time <laughs> Rhino gets hit in the match, he's just busted wide open. Oh, he's yeah. got a huge cut on his eye. Uh, and so uh, the Headbangers, they just didn't miss a beat, man. No, I, I thought... Interesting they, time to bring them back right now, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's uh, if they're permanent or if it's just a guest thing, but um, I thought this was a lot of fun. The dynamic between Slater and Rhino was perfect. Like, that's exactly how you do it. <laughs> he You're dragged right. him over to his corner so he could tag him and then just killed him with the gore and then <laughs> pinned. So it was, it was... He was bleeding pretty good, too. Rhino was... He was really bleeding there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needed staples in his head. Really? Yeah, not as okay. many, not as many as Orton or anything. No. Like he needed Jeez. a couple staples in his head. I think we won't see as many staples on anybody in a long time as there are in Orton's head. Yeah, I, I hope, or I hope we can, if we're gonna make him bleed, we can do it a little bit safer than that. <laughs> Instead of just straight elbows to the head, yeah. which cannot feel good. I wonder what that discussion was like backstage. Like, oh, hey, I'd love hey, to hear that. Like, hey, Brock, uh, yeah, you can just hit me for real. It's okay. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> I mean, either that's what they said or Orton just decided to go off, you know? 
Nah, it was it was a work. I'm fairly convinced it was. I hope so, so. because if not, everybody's in a lot of danger with whoever steps in the ring next with with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, no, I think I think Brock's safe. I mean, they always do the blood with Lesnar matches, which is good because yeah. it always makes you know it adds this real element to it that only he can bring. Uh, it's good and everything, but. Um, they actually like you see. I was watching the highlights of this afterwards, just to see what, if whether or not they did it, and they did. And they switched it to black and white when they got busted open, because apparently it's bad to show blood on oh. WWE's YouTube channel. Okay. So they they try their PG. best. Yeah, they try their best to censor this stuff out, but at the same time, they have one of the most violent. Uh, not a, not even a blade job. It was just a straight, just hard way busted yeah, open. Cut him open with the elbow. <sighs> UFC yeah. style. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, um, did you see the little section of signs in SmackDown that has nothing to do with anything, but they said Heath's kids? No, well, I did not see that. Like, people have the you know, Cesaro then. section signs. They yeah. had signs that said Heath's kids because he, <laughs> he always says he has a different number of kids and he has to pay oh, yeah, for them in his pool and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can check out my above-ground pool right down here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was great. So anyway, great stuff from them. Uh, stay safe, guys. Uh, next up next main event: Corbin versus Ambrose. Um, you didn't want to talk about the Gary the Milkman Millman and Kane. I was just gonna skip it. Okay. But no, we can we can no, talk about no, it. We if can you skip want. it. I, I, okay. I love Kane, by the way. Kane's my favorite. I I like him, but what was the point of that? I think just to fill time. Just to fill time, <laughs> yeah. But anything Kane does, I, I like. You yeah. I, I don't know who Gary the Milkman Millman is, but uh, hey, he got his. Five minutes of fame. Yeah. Like, on to the main event. On to the, on to the main event. All right. So um, it is Corbin versus Ambrose um, and AJ Styles on commentary. And because it is SmackDown, AJ Styles got involved in the match. Of course. Um, Dean just just decides he's done with it, which is I liked. So I didn't, I didn't mind the match at all. I think no. Cor- Corbin and Ambrose was better than I thought it was going to be. I really like Baron Corbin's work. I really like Baron Corbin's character. I like a lot of – I like – everything about him. I feel like he's a good heel. He's a big guy. He can fight. He was a boxer. He was a football player. I think this guy could have a future, for sure. A future, a big future in this business. Yeah, he belonged out there with Ambrose. He looked like he belonged out there with Ambrose. So that was a really good sign of the work that he's been doing. I think definitely he's a good athlete, like you've been saying. Like I think he definitely has some of the tools uh, to keep pursuing this. Couldn't agree more. And I mean, he got the main event on SmackDown against the champions. So Yeah. And uh, I think Styles and Ambrose is going to be a great match. That will be a great match. They just need to get like a promo, but because they haven't even interacted yet, and they have a match no. in like a week. And and they ended the show with Ambrose just kind of patting him on the back while <laughs> while AJ just sits on the ropes uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as long as they get some heat going between those two, which they will. They'll yeah. Look, they'll find a way next week. I'm sure. We'll we'll save our predictions for that match next week but yeah. uh wait, don't we got we got the we got backlash coming up uh-huh yeah in, in a couple weeks that is here. on the 11th the 11th yep right around uh, the corner yeah no that's coming up really soon like it feels so soon for a pay-per-view because SummerSlam just happened now they're they're every other two weeks now with the raw and smackdown pay-per-views it's gonna get it's gonna get weird real quick it's gonna, yeah i'm it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of pay-per-views i'm gonna be like oh wait no there's another one this weekend <laughs> a lot All of right. wwe programming on Yes, I gotta I gotta watch NXT tonight and keep up on that. And it's it's all good stuff though. I'm excited. Uh, SummerSlam was kind of a downer for me, but it's been actually getting better since then. So I'm happy with what they've been doing lately. So all right, so uh, I think we covered everything from the shows. So you got any news to report? News to report 
not any big news. I'm still waiting for CM Punk to fight in the UFC, which is coming up soon. I'm excited for that. If he makes it to the fight, it seems like he gets hurt before he actually fights every single time. But I'm excited to see what he does. If he wins, who knows? I, I, I would like to see him do well, but I feel like if he loses, the sooner he comes back to the WWE. So, which I would love to have him back. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for uh, that UFC fight coming up here. Yeah, that should be UFC 203 on the 10th. Yes. Uh, fighting uh, Gall, Mickey Gall. Um, I, I've actually been watching bits and pieces of this little documentary series that they've been doing of his transition from WWE to UFC. Really? And, yeah, man. He, Where's that at? Uh, it is, oh, my goodness, what channel is it on? Uh, it's is like it a, like an HBO thing? or is No, it it's Netflix like a... Thing? It might be Fox Sports or something. Okay. It, it, but it's def, it's this like five, four or five part series that they're doing awesome. um, of him transitioning. Yeah, it's really cool, man. He's got a lot to learn. And the series is behind his actual progress, of course. But I was watching, I'm like, oh boy, you're going to get killed. <laughs> but uh, I don't think he'd come back to WWE if he lost, honestly. No, not right away, no. He, I mean, he, I'm sure he's going to have a series of fights in the UFC. But I'm just saying, the worse he does in the UFC, the sooner we get to see him in a ring again. You, I, you, you don't think he'll ever come back? Do you? I don't. I don't think he'll ever come back. I think It'll there's happen, too man. many bridges have been burned at this. As there, much as I'd love to see Punk, there are a lot of bridges that have burned, but everybody comes back eventually. Everyone, you know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. So you know, time will tell. But we'll see. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. So Alberto Del Rio is done apparently, according to some news with WWE. Uh, he got busted for a wellness policy violation on the 17th. Who's not getting busted um, for wellness policy these days? Yeah, Paige and Eva Marie both got hit with them that same week. And Eva Marie, we're we're guessing, isn't a work. It's it's a real deal. Yeah, I I don't know. They don't let her wrestle when she's there. Who knows? I actually like the way she was being used on SmackDown, oh, I, yeah, I like which it is too. like perfect. That's exactly how you use Eva Marie. And but. then she gets a thirty day wellness policy suspension, which is like okay, that mm. kind of goes right along with what they're doing, but. Because she needs more heat, I think. Yeah. <laughs> she needs more heat from wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she needs more people. But, yeah, uh, Del Rio is apparently, according to rumor, frustrated. Um, he was looking forward to a much more uh, storied return, but he got stuck with the Mex America gimmick, which just just went nowhere. Uh, and then League of Nations, which went less than nowhere. And Wade Barrett is now gone. And but Rusev, you know, Rusev, Rusev's good. Yeah, Rusev. Why wasn't he on television this week? Why? Where's John Cena? Why is where, he on television? That that might be because of Cena's schedule. He's got a lot going on, and the whole like he's not going to be working a full schedule anymore. So I really? I understand that. Well, he always but. tells us that WWE's his home. So I, I I expect to see John John Cena on television. Uh, I mean. You know what? It's there were the, at one point a year ago. I would have begged you to take John Cena off of television. Now I think it's, a lot of people would. Have. It's strange now getting to the play this place where we're in the reverse, where it's like I'd want to see him back. Is back to Del Rio? Is he? Is, did him and Paige get uh, drafted to separate shows, or did they get? Yes. Drafted? Yeah, they were separate. That's why he's leaving. He's he's mad that he didn't get on the same show as Paige, his reportedly new girlfriend. That's. That's why he's upset. I think he's leaving because he's pissed because they had garbage for him to do. But I think the Paige thing definitely didn't. That might have been the last straw, though. Yeah. But WWE has control. If, if they don't like a relationship, they'll end it real quick. Vince McMahon loves that power. That's so terrible. Like, That's so, so terrible. That but is any, terrible, but I don't know. hey, it's Vince. Yeah, it's you can't stop him. So, yeah. Um, all right, so... <laughs> I just can't get over how ridiculous that is. All right, so anyway, on the true main event of SmackDown, Talking Smack, 
I was watching that this week. Daniel Bryan apologizes um, and says he's quote-unquote angry that he can't return to the ring. He, uh, that transition from uh, being actual in-ring talent to being just a personality was very, very difficult for him. He talked about that. Um, and apparently uh, he's making this announcement for an IC title match between Miz and Ziggler. Just announced. Oh, they talked about it. Um, it was basically a given earlier on the show. But it was, it's now official at Backlash. It's September 11th. So Awesome. Yeah. That'll be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, is everything on Talking Smack, I haven't been able to tune in to Talking Smack, is that is everything a work on that show, or are they just kind of just an actual interview that's not a part of the script at all? What, what is? Uh, it's mostly in character. Like, they did some okay. stuff with uh, Rhino and Slater after their match, okay. and they was it was such a great segment because they're so good. It was clearly comedy, and they were in character, but it wasn't this screaming backstage promo either. It was just Renee Young talking with people. Like, the Usos have talked about how, on a previous episode, how Roman Reigns sort of took away some of their goodwill with the fans, they felt. Like, they felt they were getting booed because of their association with him. The Miz went off on Daniel Bryan. That was great. Um, I watched that one. And I doubt that was entirely a work. Um, really? If it was great acting by The Miz. But I, I, rumor has it that they were both on the same script, but they both went a little too far. So, but I, it's, it's sort of this weird in-between show where you just get wrestlers talking and sort of acting like real people. Yeah. So, and Renee Young's a professional broadcaster, so yes. she, she's great. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She can definitely anchor a show like that. Oh, so yeah. I'm just glad that they have it. She could work anywhere. She could work for ESPN or any broadcasting company, and WWE's lucky to have her. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I'm glad, I'm glad we uh, have her on SmackDown. Um, we need some good backstage personalities. Yes, we do. So, we need to keep hiring people like that. So, definitely. Where's, um, where's Gene Orkelin? Where's Gene Orkelin? We need Gene back. <laughs> we need Gene. <laughs> Let's petition them about it. <laughs> Let's start asking them. Um, anyway, um, Sasha Banks is also out on injury. Um, apparently nagging injuries. Uh, she gave a little uh, bit about it on the Raw pre-show, and they also brought it up a little bit during the show. Uh, she stayed in character for her interview. I don't think that was the best call. but yeah, she did. Uh, I feel bad, you know. Didn't but she just get married? Yeah, she did. Yeah, to um, I think it was one of their costume designers. Uh, really? I don't really I don't know his name or anything, but they deliberately try to keep it uh, on the down low. Interesting. So. And you don't, but so you think that she actually has nagging injuries and in the she's not just kind of enjoying her first month of marriage. I. Uh, she was apparently injured going into SummerSlam okay. with Charlotte. Okay. And that match with Charlotte looked like she could have sustained about six injuries. Yes. That was insane. It was a good match, but it just had it me worried. Um, but, yeah, I do believe that she is out. Uh, she says she doesn't need surgery. She's going to take some time off and rest. But either way, I hope she enjoys it, gets plenty of rest, enjoys her first little bit of marriage, and then comes back and feuds with Bailey. That would be my dream as an NXT fan is to see that feud get reignited again. That would be so, a great match. Yeah. <laughs> they had one of the best women's matches I've ever seen at TakeOver Brooklyn last year. So really, really good work from both of them. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, I think if there's anything else you have to say. or That's good. I think we covered it all until yeah. next week. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So let's keep this good uh, wrestling television going for next week. Yes. All right. So until then, thank you for listening to Ringmasters. I am Grant Lefebvre. I'm Jameson Galloway. All right. And uh, we'll see you later, Marks. <laughs>